0: Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2018 Week 8, which aired February 19th through 21st and consisted of Raw Episode 1291, SmackDown 966, Mixed Match Challenge Week 6, 205 Live number 65, NXT number 436, and Main Event number 282. So let's start with Raw. Two hours of this episode were a gauntlet match involving the seven participants of this upcoming Sunday's Elimination Chamber match. I watched this on Hulu, so I didn't see the full two hours. I believe a lot of Seth Rollins' time was cut out, but uh, what was still in there was still super awesome we started out with roman reigns versus seth rollins um after roman comes out and says hey i would have defeated brock if it wasn't for that whole heist situation so seth comes out he eliminates roman with a roll-up after a hard-fought battle the next competitor john cena Gets eliminated after Seth Rollins first hits an A. on John, uh, but then um, used that ripcord knee, followed by the curb stomp or the blackout or whatever they're actually calling it now. Um, oh man, that that finisher is so freaking good. I'm every time I've seen this is only like the third time we've seen it on TV so far. I think and each time it gets better and better and better the setup for it this time was awesome freaking awesome uh at this point Seth has been in the ring for over an hour and Elias comes out he tries to quickly put Seth away with a pin he's he's laid out on the mat after having pinned John just exhausted but he does kick out puts up a little bit of a fight but Elias does eliminate Seth after hitting the the drift away. I eliminates I every okay. Uh, in my notes, I wrote. Uh, um, the word eliminates. Like every line and uh, every line, I spelled it a little bit differently. I fixed it now, but. Um, then Finn comes out to face Elias. He eliminates Elias with the coup de grace. Um, the Miz then eliminates Finn after having uh, taken advantage with a sneak attack during his entrance music. The Miz-Turaj come down the ramp, but the Miz comes from the, out from the audience. Um, and he eventually hits the skull-crushing finale with some help from Bo and Curtis Axel. Um, so that leaves one opponent for the Miz, Braun Strowman, who destroys the Miz after he tries to run away. Uh, there's a great move from, from Braun Strowman. We, we don't often see this may have been the first time we see us. What Corey calls a Tyrannosaurus dropkick. That was pretty awesome. Uh, and he finishes the Miz with a running power slam. So even though Seth did not win the match, it seems like the general consensus is that he is the star of this match, and he he definitely proved that uh, we're in a new era of Monday Night Rollins. Uh, Since this was such a monster of a match, there wasn't much left uh, for the rest of the Hulu version of the show, Um, while even for watching it live on TV, there's only one hour remaining after this. Um, We had an interview with Asuka. Uh, She talks about how she controls her own destiny, and her destiny is to win the championship at WrestleMania. But then Nia Jax attacks her and hits her with a Simone drop. And uh, the message sent and received. Uh, Then there's a six-woman tag team match, Bailey, Sasha, and Mickey versus Alexa, Sonya, and Mandy with um, Paige at ringside. Uh, Sasha wins the match by making Alexa tap to the bank statement. And then Absolution attacks Sasha, Bailey, and Mickey. Um, Alexa, uh, she's she seems to be pretty happy with that. But then realize, no, they're going to attack me now. Um, and Mickey James helps Alexa. And they walk off into the sunset together. So I think there might be a good chance that... Uh, Alexa wins the elimination chamber match with Mickey's help, um, or they work together until the very end, and then Mickey turns on her uh, as kind of revenge for last. The last time a cage match was involved with these two, this was the the whole. Yeah, the, I think it would work really well because the whole thing um, that brought Mickey James in in the first place was uh the La Luchadora thing. And uh it was revealed at the at the conclusion of that cage match that Mickey James was La Luchadora. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. So it would come around pretty well. And uh then we get to see Ronda Rousey versus Mickey James at WrestleMania. That'd be kinda kinda crazy. I mean no matter who ronda rousey fights people will be excited or upset either way i don't think there's any specific matchup that would flip um one side to join the other so that everybody's excited or everybody's mad all right before i talk about elimination chamber predictions let's uh let's talk about main event real quick um, Grand Metallic defeats Tony Nice after a uh, tightrope walking Rana, followed by the Metallic driver. That was pretty awesome. There are a few awesome moments in this match. It's worth checking out if you're itching for some more cruiserweight action this week. Um, and then we had Heath Slater and Rhino versus The Revival and The Revival 1. So th- this is the first episode of Main Event in a while that didn't feature a singles match or a match at all. With Kurt uh, Hawkins. So I don't know uh, where his count is at. It's got to be close to 180 now. Um, okay, so my predictions for Elimination Chamber, which I will be at. And I'm super, super excited. Um, uh, we have on the kickoff show, Luke, Gall- Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus the Mistrage Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Um, I- I'd say the club is probably going to win that one. I would hope they'd win that one. We have a tag team championship match. Cesaro and Sheamus defend it against Titus Worldwide, Apollo, and Titus O'Neil with Dana Brooke at ringside. Uh, I think if Dana Brooke has crunched her numbers correctly, uh, she'll probably see that Cesaro and Sheamus stand a very good chance of uh, remaining champions after this weekend. Uh then we have Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Um I haven't seen anything between these two the last few weeks. It's been cut out of Hulu if there actually has been anything. So I I don't know. I I would guess that Bray Wyatt would probably win. But if that doesn't make sense for the story, then uh, the opposite would probably. I'll be ca- I'll get caught up right before the match when they have the whole uh you know the whole the catch-up highlight reel package video. Then we have Asuka versus Nia Jax. If J- Nia Jax wins, she'll be added to Asuka's championship match at WrestleMania. Which would be... That would be weird. And um, Asuka's streak can't end yet. She hasn't even dominated all of the current roster women. So what I think... Will happen. What would make most the most sense is for her to defeat Nia Jax, as she has in the past. She de- defeated her in NXT, and uh, the last time they faced on Raw, uh, it wasn't. I guess it wasn't an actual defeat; that the the match was called due to injury, if I'm remembering correctly. But uh, a victory is a victory, or rather, a lack of loss is a lack of loss and so the most likely thing i think is that asuka is is i've shown that i've beaten everybody on raw now let me let me show smackdown what i've got and then over the coming weeks she just destroys everybody everybody on smackdown to eventually face whoever is champion um, the, the SmackDown Women's Champion at WrestleMania. So what does that mean for Carmella, who still has her Money in the Bank briefcase? She needs to cash in before Asuka wins that championship, or else she's just going to get destroyed. Although, how crazy would it be if Oscar's streak ends by a Money in the Bank cash-in by Carmella like after Asuka's been completely beaten down by somebody after having actually won the championship or or something like that I, I don't know I don't know um oh okay, the the next match is the uh elimination chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship Alexa Bliss versus Bailey versus Mandy Rose versus Mickey James versus Sasha Banks versus Sonya Deville um i it depends on if mickey james is actually helping alexa or not they seem friendly as they leave by the way i thought that uh normally mickey james has the full pants with the uh, bell bottoms but instead she had trunks and then just the like the leg the bottom half of the legs uh that are still have the the flare to them i thought that they looked pretty cool kind of kind of weird, but that was also kind of what was cool about him and it fits like what she normally wears. Um, anyway, uh, if Mickey Mickey and Alexa are actually working to, together, then Alexa wins. But if Mickey is totally playing Alexa it gets down to the two of them, then Mickey wins the championship. But if there none of that matters at all, uh, I think Sasha Banks stands the best chance out of all of them to to win this match. Um, so I, I think it's going to be one of those three. Plus, it, it will probably make sense to have Ronda Rousey's contract signing after um, the Elimination Chamber match. And then she'll have her target set on whoever is champion. And if that also happens after Asuka defeats Nia Jax, and Asuka announces then that she's going to go after SmackDown, then it, 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 would all make, it would all make sense. If none of that happens, then, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? And that brings us to the main event. I assume this will be the main event. Braun Strowman and Elias and a Finn Balor and John Cena and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and The Miz in the first seven-man Elimination Chamber match for the uh, WWE <laughs> – oh, my God, so many words – uh the winner will face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34 for the Universal Championship. Um I, it's probably going to be Roman Reigns if it's anybody else like that bonus. Um regardless, I think this match is going to be pretty awesome and Braun Strowman is going to destroy some stuff. The at least one wall of the chamber is going to be completely demolished if not all four sides and a pot or two um if he enters if he's one of the first three guys then there's no chance for anybody else he's just going to tear through the 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 other two guys who start one of them is the miz because he lost that match against john cena the loser would will enter the chamber first um but if we have three guys in the in the ring to start and then braun strowman enters as the fourth person and those three work together they can eliminate hopefully eliminate braun strowman right away and then that's uh that that leaves that levels the playing field for everybody else pretty much depending on how much damage braun strowman inflicts upon them first but, uh, I think that's the most likely situation to be able to eliminate Braun. Um, and I, I guess if he entered fifth and nobody else is eliminated at that point, but they, when you have four guys in the ring, they're going to be beating on each other for having been in there long enough that, uh, they wouldn't stand as much of a chance. I don't think against Braun Strowman, um, so, uh, entering last will be Elias. Uh, I don't think he would, he would team up with the other guys against Braun, but then again, he does have a, uh, some, a score to settle with Braun, um, after getting hit with a bass guitar, stop calling it a bass guita- guitar, stop calling it a bass guitar. All right. So we know Elias is entering last. The Miz is one of the three people starting the match. They're not adding a fifth chamber pod. They will just start out with three people in the ring and then the four others will be added in. Um, so who else could be in the the first three? I don't think Braun Strowman is going to be in those first three. And I don't think John Cena will be in those first three because then what's the point in him having won that match uh, to not be first to enter the chamber. Um so that leaves Finn, Seth, and Roman Reigns. So I could definitely see Seth and Finn being in those first three, and then they have then they end up working together to eliminate Braun. Um and Miz might even be eliminated first and uh and then Roman Reigns comes in fourth. And then we have uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and Club hybrid, Finn, Seth, and Roman working together uh, when Braun enters as number five. I'm getting way too deep into this, thinking of all the possibilities. Roman Reigns is probably going to win. The Miz is very unlikely to win. And um, it would be absolutely crazy for Elias to win and face Brock Lesnar at wrestlemania but that would be uh, that would be amazing that would be pretty amazing so there you have it my predictions for the elimination chamber or more likely more more accurately my hopes for the elimination chamber um all right let's talk about uh let's see smackdown oh i did take kind of a lot of notes here um, AJ Styles, he also talks about Destiny. Destiny. I thought that was a kind of neat parallel between that and Asuka's interview the night before. Uh, Baron comes out and says stuff, then Kevin comes out and says stuff, then Shane comes out and makes a couple of matches. AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin in the main event, and uh, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler uh, to prove something or other. Uh, so we had Kevin versus Dolph um sammy runs out so that kevin can super kick Dolph in the back of the head and then kevin wins uh bobby rude says that he isn't scared of jinder uh, then orton comes out and attacks but rude counters the rko with the glorious ddt jinder mahal hits rude with the colossus and then shane makes randy versus rude for the um uh next pay-per-view fast lane uh daniel bryan is like okay whatever whatever you want boss And that's kind of how everybody watching is feeling as well. It seems like it's like, what, what is, we're building so slowly to something and hopefully this will be solved after, after WrestleMania that um, every, all these big storylines can have some type of developments every month um, instead of having two months in between uh, pay-per-views and stuff like that, which is, uh part of why I think SmackDown is so stagnant right now is that uh the time they're trying to build all, all the story that was already going before Royal Rumble, but it's stretching out from Royal Rumble all the way to Fast Lane. So it's like two months almost two months of just like okay we can't have these we can't have any big matches before then on smackdown come on just do something right right in the middle of the month like in los angeles they could have treated this upcoming week in los angeles as like a big big night well i guess we're only 2 weeks away now but like last week or the week before it could have been a huge week done something crazy like the gauntlet match which rod d- didn't even need to do but they did and it was awesome um why not do something crazy like that for for a whole two-hour episode of raw or of smackdown do something crazy like that it could help a lot i think be get people talking more about it more interested like oh it's not the exact same thing every week like it has been anyway uh we had charlotte naomi and becky versus the riot squad um somebody said i think it was on commentary that said she's turning this place into smackdown live and i would buy a smackdown live shirt i guess i could just buy a smackdown live shirt and uh take off the, the e anyhow uh ruby riot pins becky lynch after a riot kick and wins the match and uh for whatever reason as a result of this, or something, I I wasn't paying any attention. If if there was explanation, at Fastlane we're going to have Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Sammy to Kevin, he says we need to take them all out together, together, and they'll lay down for you. Kevin looks really sad and confused, or I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe he's just tired. Then we have the New Day versus Benjamin Gable. The winner of this match will face the Usos at Fastlane. Uh, there's a distraction by Kofi, and Xavier pins Shelton with after a Shining Wizard. Uh, then the Bludgeon Brothers come out, so they have a bit of a stare down, and then they destroy a couple of guys. One of my favorite moments of the night, other than in the main event, was uh, Rowan power-slamming a guy into the other guy, and then he slammed Luke. Or, sorry, Harper into that guy and then uh, hit them with a frog splash. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. But when are they going to actually face some real competition? We haven't seen them fight the Usos. We haven't seen them fight the New Day. We haven't seen them fight Benjamin and Gable. The only uh, regular people that they fought are far from regular, the Ascension and, uh, and uh, Breezango. So, uh, I, this this is getting stretched out a lot too. Why not have these guys go up against the the tag team champions like a week ago, two weeks ago? Is this leading to an eventual Bludgeon Brothers WrestleMania match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship? I suppose that could make sense. They win the championship at Wrestlemania, and then uh, the following night, or two nights later on SmackDown, they get challenged by... Dun-dun-dun! Authors of Pain. So maybe the wait will be worth it. Maybe. And they just get destroyed in an instant. Blodgeon Brothers. Months of Build be these unstoppable monsters destroyed by the authors of pain in mere moments and then we have like an, a two-year-long authors of pain reign and the usos are like oh crap we can't do anything we, we can't beat these guys and they bring in their cousin nia Jax to help them out Okay, now let's talk about the main main events very briefly, because I did not take <laughs> any notes, really. AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. It's a great match. Go watch it. Uh, the best moments. And it was a moment I saw uh, somebody posted a GIF of it before I, I had a chance to watch the episode. Uh, Baron throws AJ Styles over the commentary table, and AJ just flips backwards, lands on his feet, and then immediately runs gets back up on the apron and hits Baron Corbin with a phenomenal forearm. It didn't finish the match, but it was still pretty awesome. Uh so eventually AJ did win and everybody was happy. Uh mixed match challenge week 6. Apollo and Nia Jax versus Charlotte and Rude. Nia is so annoyed by Titus Worldwide this whole time. I it's really funny. But I also feel really bad for her. Um, Somebody said that they saw Dana draw a penguin on her clipboard. I think it was Corey who said that. And now I can't imagine Dana doing anything but drawing penguins and or other animals when she has that clipboard. So uh, maybe I'll have a good view at Elimination Chamber that I'll be able to see what's actually on her clipboard during um, their match against uh, against the club. Anyway, Bobby Roode pins Apollo after a glorious DDT and Team Robes progresses to round two this is the final week this is the final match of round one for the mixed match challenge Uh, so that means next week in the quarterfinal round Finn Balor and Sasha Banks will fight The Miz and Asuka Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss will face Jimmy Uso and Naomi and Rusev and Lana will face Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair Uh, I think it's pretty obvious well kind of iffy is this first matchup Finn versus Finn and Sasha versus the Miz and Asuka that could go either way Um, Finn pinning the Miz or Asuka pinning Sasha or getting Sasha to tap out Um, I think those are the two likely most likely situations Um, I don't think we'll see the Miz pin Finn or um, Sasha make Asuka tap out but uh crazier things have happened uh, we'll see. Um, then we have uh, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss are definitely going to win their match. And uh, despite the the strong upswell of Rusev Day supporters, Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair are most likely going to defeat Rusev and Lana. So who does that leave? That leaves everybody except for those three teams for the second chance fan vote. Um, I still think it's going to be Sami Zayn and Becky Lynch they anytime either one of them has been in any kind of poll that I've seen any official poll or any unofficial poll, they are the top uh like there is one uh for who do you think will be the one to to defeat Oscar and end the undefeated streak and uh all the the most votes were for Becky Lynch. personally, I voted for other. Because I don't think she will ever lose, but uh, yeah, Becky Lynch would be a pretty pretty strong choice for that. I would be pretty excited if if she was the one who's able to finally end Oscar's streak. And whoever does end it, it's not like suddenly Oscar's gonna be bad or something. She's probably gonna be r- mad and become more dangerous uh for all of her opponents after that. Uh and the next time she faces that person, she's probably going to absolutely destroy them. Alright. Uh and uh, I guess this also it it, se- it will seem more likely that the Mazan could lose if Nia Jax does uh succeed at Elimination Chamber. All right. After after the match, Nia says she crunched the numbers, and the two of you are a couple of zeros. Uh, and then she pushes Titus O'Neil over Apollo, who is on the ground. <laughs> it's like, why is he why is he crawling around on the ground? Um, but he was picking up Titus's jacket. He took a really long time to pick up that jacket. Um, and then she Samoan drops Dana. And that brings us to 205 Live, episode 65. We have two matches to conclude the first round of the, um, the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Um, Arya Daivari versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, Buddy Murphy wins to advance. Uh, there's some great, great moments throughout this match, especially the finish. Um, but overall, it it wasn't, um, it wasn't one of my favorite matches of this tournament so far. Then we had a tag team match, uh, Gran Metalik and Lince Dorado versus a couple of guys, I think. They said their names are, uh, well, one of them is Evan Daniels, and I thought I heard him say Horizon Degado. Or is he saying something completely different, and I thought he was saying this guy's name? I don't know. Um, but, uh, Graham and Lisa Dorado won this. And also Vic Joseph talked about a Lucha house party with lots of good Lucha things. And, uh, you know, Vic and Nigel are, are becoming more and more fun to listen to uh, both on main events and here on 205 live. And of course, part of that is uh, just them being very good at what they're doing Um, But I think it also helps a lot that it's just the two of them. Um, Back when we had Tom and Corey, just the two of them uh, doing NXT and later on um, being a pair on main event and whatnot. um, It just it worked really, really well. Um, But now it's it's not quite the same. It's they're still very good, uh, but it's not quite the same on on SmackDown. With the the third wheel, Byron Saxton added on there. But anyhow, this match concluded when Linse pinned one of these guys after a Shooting Star Press off of the top. Uh, that was that was very impressive. Um, and then the final match of round one in the Cruiserweight Championship Tournaments, uh, Mustafa Ali defeated Jack Gallagher ver- via an O five four. Jack Gallagher had his no nonsense pants with the uh, full on uh knee socks he posted a, a picture of his inspiration for for this outfit. It was like a, a lithograph, an old illustration of a, of a fight, like a gentleman's fight, and they had, you know, those trousers with the uh the like the legging bits. I don't I don't know if that's part I'd imagine that it is a separate piece of clothing that's put on on top of the trousers um whereas uh what what gallagher is wearing is uh, all one piece maybe maybe his is a separate piece as well i, I don't know but it's is kind of kind of cool to see that um but a little bit disappointed that we won't see jack gallagher in round two but mustafa ali continues on i mean it was it's was one at the expense of the other they're both awesome So it's hard to be upset. Um, The official bracket has been released now that we've seen all the round one competitors. So in round two, the matchups are Cedric Alexander versus TJP, Roderick Strong versus Kalisto, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy and Drew Gulak versus Mark Andrews. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll see Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali in round three fighting for one of the last spots and maybe tjp versus roderick strong and then ultimately oh i don't i don't even know ultimately roderick strong versus drew gulak in the final that would be that would be crazy i think the the least crazy thing would be to see we have to have one one guy from the left side of the bracket and one guy from the right side of the bracket in the final so we could end up with cedric alexander versus drew gulak or tjp versus mustafa ali that that actually sounds that pretty likely um, we could have Kalisto versus buddy murphy the possibilities are endless actually there are a finite number of Of possibilities, Um, unless somebody gets replaced in the tournament, somebody gets substituted in. If there's an injury or something like that, Um, that could possibly happen. If they kayfabe an injury uh, in the second or third rounds, and then they end up having a match uh, for entry, a second chance match, maybe like a second chance fatal four way or something like that. That's getting it, it. That's getting it too gimmicky for the the kind of purity of this 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 nice solid wrestling tournament but uh you never know you never know you could have tjp going crazy on cedric alexander after losing and then cedric ends up with a broken arm or something and uh tjp can't just get that slot he can't be rewarded for that um, so we end up with, uh, some kind of, some kind of match to, to take Cedric Alexander's place. Maybe, I don't know. Okay. Uh, moving on the final thing this week is NXT episode 436, a very important episode. Although all the matches other than the main events, I wasn't very into, um, we had Velveteen Dream versus No Way Jose, uh, the dream ends No Way Jose's dream with, Why did I write it like that? Um, (laughs) Velveteen Dream wins uh, with a big elbow drop after a not very interesting match. Um, Then we had the announcement that the Dusty Tag Team Classic will begin in two weeks. And the winner of the Classic will uh, will face the, the Tag Team Champions at TakeOver New Orleans. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Nikki Cross versus Vanessa Bourne, Nikki won, and then uh, Gargano versus Almas, if Gargano loses, and he did, he has to leave NXT, so there you go, oh my god, I, I haven't gotten much sleep, and I need to leave to go to WWE Live Denver in just a little bit, so... You know, let's not get into it. This I, I knew this was gonna happen. This was part of the tapings that I got spoiled on. So like I wasn't as into it as if as I would have been if I had no idea what was gonna happen. Um, but there was some good stuff in there. Uh Champa attacks while the ref is out of commission and that leads to almost um getting the upper hand otherwise almost would have been pinned right there. Um but instead he hits the hammerlock DDT and pins Gargano for the win. Also, Candice fights Zelina to the back when Zelina's trying to get involved in the match to to help Almas. Um, so ultimately, that did kind of help him because uh, she could have she could have been out there to prevent Champa from ruining everything. And then we end the episode with Champa waving goodbye the camera (laughs) that's pretty great um so that's it for this week i will talk about the live event in denver and elimination chamber in a special extra week eight episode so stay tuned for that uh, probably on monday and uh, otherwise let me know what you think is going to happen at elimination chamber and uh, what you hope happens uh going further into the future towards Fastlane and WrestleMania by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreoncom todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back real soon. Also, I haven't recorded, uh, but I will, and I will post it soon my review of Annihilation. It's super awesome. It's super weird. I loved it. Uh, Stay stay tuned for that as well. Um, Okay. See you later. Bye.